Sunday, December the 19th. Welcome to the Sperlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Honestly, it's so good to have you with us on this, the fourth Sunday of our Advent journey towards Christmas, following our theme, Good News in a Bad News World, thinking particularly about what the angels said to the shepherds up on the hillside above Bethlehem. And we'll come to that in a moment. A few months ago, we had the absolute delight of our daughter and her husband moving back home with us for a season. And so we spent a a few weeks over the summer combining two households into one. And it gave Kerry and I an idea or the opportunity to fulfill an idea that we'd had for a while and just kind of never got round to it. Didn't think perhaps we could justify it. Seemed a little bit extravagant. And that was this. Wait for it. We wanted to get a condiments fridge. We thought, and that's how sad we've become, we thought how brilliant it would be to have a little fridge that you could put all your condiments in, your sauces, your chutneys, your dips, your uh, pestos, all that kind of stuff. Get that in the little condiments fridge and then our main fridge with all the other stuff in could be organised and have enough space so you could see what on earth was in there and sort it all out. Not always easy with seven adults in our household. So knowing that they were coming soon, we seized the opportunity and we got ourselves on Facebook Marketplace and we found the perfect small fridge not too far away in a village just down the road called Trimley. And it was soon after lockdown, so a a, a trip down to Trimley was uh, the emotional boost, the equivalent of a week in the Algarve after being in lockdown. And uh, we picked up this fridge and brought it back home and sat it by the place where it was going to live. But then we did what we know we should do, we waited. It says that after appliances like fridges have travelled, you need to wait and let them settle before you plug them in. I guess they're tired uh, because of the journey. I don't know. But anyway, we did what we were told and we waited. Then we plugged the fridge in and we popped a few things in it. And then I put a Coke, a can of Coke in the fridge so that we could see uh, and check that it was actually being a fridge and getting uh, cold. And, and you know what it's like when you're waiting for something, you're getting all excited about it. And honestly, only 30 minutes later, I went back to that fridge to see how my can of Coke was getting on. And do you know what? It was already really cold. And I was super excited about this. And I rushed in and I said to Kerry, this is amazing. This fridge is so good. My drink's cold already. It's going to be ideal, not just for our condiments, but we'll be able to put drinks in there over the summer and get cold drinks back really quickly. It was all that uh, exciting. And so we went to bed uh, and in the words of Michael McIntyre that evening with our new uh, appliance, we trusted the fridge. We trusted the fridge. In the morning though, uh uh-oh, the jam was frozen. So was the tomato sauce and the garlic mayo. Ironically, The sauce labelled hot was also frozen. 
We had a quick assessment of the situation and agreed that we'd obviously turned the thermostat down too low. We we told the fridge to be too cold and therefore things had started to freeze. So we duly took out the food that was already ruined, turned up the thermostat and put the stuff back in, hoping things would settle down. To be honest though, 12 hours later, we were a little suspicious that things were getting too cold. That garlic mayo was starting to shiver again. And so we had another quick assessment of the situation, a quick summit about the state of our new condiments fridge. And we decided this time that it must have been all disturbed in traveling. And so what we really needed to do with this fridge is to do what you and I are always told when something doesn't work, turn it off and turn it back on again. Technical support 101. So we turned it off, but we didn't turn it on straight away because you know sometimes people say turn it off and wait two minutes, wait 10 minutes, Wait 20 seconds. There's always a wait, isn't there, of uh, an indeterminate amount of time, as if we are telling the appliance off for not working. And so we make the appliance wait for two minutes, 10 minutes. We fill it with enough shame to conjole it into working in the way we want it to when we switch it back on. So having waited what we thought was a suitable amount of time to uh, pour enough level of shame into our fridge for not doing what a fridge should uh, do, we switched it back on. And uh, we hoped that it would no longer misbehave. But this particular fridge, as it turned out, had not been scalded enough. And after another few hours, the cranberry sauce was laced with a layer of snow. The dream of a condiments fridge seemed to be slipping through our fingers. And to be honest, we were angry at the fridge. We were angry at the money and time that we'd wasted. We were angry that we were angry at this very first world problem. And our thoughts thoughts torn Sorry, our thoughts turned in unison to the lying, thieving beggar on Facebook Marketplace who had obviously sold us a very dud fridge. And so we consoled ourselves that night as we went to sleep. The first thing in the morning, we would ring them up and by lunchtime we would have returned the fridge and the whole saga would have been would be over and at least we would have had the opportunity to vent our spleen to give them a piece of our mind and maybe just for a moment feel a little bit better about the whole thing. The next morning having dreamt about fridges and condiments all nicely stored I had a thought that came to me for the very first time. What if it's a freezer? What if what we'd actually bought was not a fridge at all, but a freezer the whole time? The race was on. Kerry and I were as fast as we could on our phones trying to look up the post, uh, the original post from Facebook uh, Marketplace to see. And sure enough, there it was for sale, small freezer. What we thought was a fridge had been a freezer the whole time and it had never crossed our minds. Because we'd made up our minds that it was a fridge. And once you've made up your mind about something, it's really hard to change your mind. And what struck me about that message from the angels to the shepherds is that they probably anticipated 
that it would be hard for the shepherds to change their minds. You see, shepherds lived the whole of their lives on the outside. Literally, they were earning their money by spending their lives outside of the town, but also they were outside of society, up on the hill, lacking in education and status and so on. They were quite literally and metaphorically always left out in the cold. Living that way would have caused them to make up their minds about their own worth and value. They would have concluded that they were simple folk that didn't matter very much. And that if God was going to do anything, say anything, visit anyone, they would be the last people to know, to hear or be seen. If something special was happening, they probably wouldn't be included. They'd made up their minds, but they were wrong. You see, when the angels came with the message to those first shepherds, notice what they said. They said, it's for you and all people. Do not be afraid. We bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people, for you and all the people. In other words, whatever you have used, the angels are saying to the shepherds, to exclude yourself, whatever reason you have thought that you are on the outside, you will have to change your mind because this is good news for everyone. It doesn't matter how firmly your mind has been made up. This message, this good news, this moment of God acting in the world is for you and for everyone else. There is something, isn't there, about the human experience that excludes ourselves in favour for everyone. I, I, I can believe for everyone else, but I find it hard to believe for myself. It's the everyone but me syndrome, or at least that's what I call it. And we learn it at an early age, don't we? Everyone but me. We say to our parents, everyone is getting that new phone for Christmas, except for me. Everyone is allowed to go to that party, except for me. Everyone is allowed to stay up, except for me. And we adopt this posture, everyone except me. And we can be like it as adults, can't we? Uh, especially when we're feeling a bit sensitive about things. So it's easy to think that everyone's having a great time at Christmas, except me. Everyone's coping really well with the pandemic, except me. Uh, do you see how that, that works in, in our lives? It's so easy, isn't it? I can believe it for someone else. Good things will happen to someone else, but mm, they don't often happen uh, for me. I know God must love everybody, but I'm not sure about me. I know God uh, has a plan for everybody, but I'm not really sure about his plan for me. I know God forgives, answers people's prayers, comforts them in their sorrows, but I'm not sure about my prayers and my hurts, sorrows and wounds. Please, this Christmas, notice what the angel said. I bring you good news. It's that personal. I bring you good news. It's for all people, but it's also for you. If you think you've made up your mind, just like those shepherds, then the angels came to suggest 
that even minds that have been really made up need to change. Because this Christmas story, this message of good news, is for you and everyone else. I wonder if you would join with me as we pray. To help us with our prayers, I'm going to read a few verses from the Bible that talk about Jesus. The the Bible says that through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Who comes to your mind right now? Who's on your heart? Who needs the light that shines in the dark places? Who needs the light that has come into the world? Encourage you now, wherever you are, to to name before God those who need today the light of life, those who need to know the true light that gives light, to pray with me that God's light would shine in their hearts, would bring good news to their situation. The angel said, do not be afraid. We pray for those who are living in fear today. May you be their comfort and their strength. The angel said that the message will bring news of great joy. We pray for those whose joy seems suppressed by their circumstances and their situations. in the confidence that the true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world. We whisper the names of people we know and love this Christmas. And we pray not just for those that we know and love, but we pray for our our towns and cities. We pray for the nations of the world. That the light of Jesus would shine more clearly. That there would be the message that he came to bring. There would be peace on earth. And that the darkness, the darkness of fear, the darkness of pandemic, the darkness of grief and loss would indeed be overcome as the light shines. So may the light shine in the darkness and may the darkness never overcome it. So today, this Christmas, we put our trust in Jesus, the light of the world. The true light that gives light to all mankind. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.